All right. Well, this is a really exciting webinar that is going to be everywhere before you know it. It's probably the number one topic that we have constantly brought up, and that is, well, all right, I'm certified and I'm ready to go for the exclusive United Healthcare IE SNP product. How do I sell it? How do I prospect? How do I go to these facilities? And uh, we thought that we would put together a great webinar. So my name is Rob Valencius. I'm the National Agent Trainer here at Pinnacle Financial Services. And I have the pleasure of having Jill Serrani with me, who, by the way, I didn't know your official title. I had to, I had to write it down. The VP of Broker Relations for Optum. Welcome. Thank you. It's a great day and here in Pennsylvania. Glad to be here so we can share this information. It's a great topic and love to share the information. Uh, we've been doing this a long time and let's help others do it as well. You know, it's weird because we have the really nice mics and I'm so used to having Bob across from me that it's it's refreshing to have a different face. So it's it's welcome. I'm just I'm happy to have you here. And honestly, with all the things that we're going through, I just think this webinar is going to be really good. And I think it's going to put a lot of perspective into what you as an agent are out there doing. Right. So uh, for those of you that are new, um, that maybe you have not heard us talk about this yet. Pinnacle Financial Services has the exclusive, I say it all the time and I love that word, uh, access to United Healthcare's IE SNP. So it's the institutional equivalent SNP. We're not talking about the iSNP product, which is the nursing home products, right? Uh, we do not have access to that. I mean, certainly uh, if you'd like to sell it and not get paid, you could, uh, but we want to stick to everything that you can make commission on, which Today is August 15th. Every amendment, we call it the Pinnacle Amendment, it is. has gone out. And now everyone that is certified and ready to sell for United Healthcare and the IE SNP, you can sell in every state that the product is available and get commissioned, which is amazing, right? It's amazing. Go out there, get certified. As I like to say, if you're struggling through your certification, phone a friend. We're all here to help you. Yeah, I, I think I've I've helped quite a few people at that that five test mark, and I know that that's been a little tough. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the agenda. Let's try to keep this, uh, you know, short, simple, to the point, and really get our our point across so that everybody knows what they're going to do when they get to even before you get to the, the facilities, right? Because I think there's a lot of other small things, and we'll talk a little bit about some intricacies, uh, stuff I learned, Jill, from you and, and some of the other uh, people over at the Optum team that I didn't even know existed, because this is all new for us as well, right? You know, we're so used to selling to the individuals, which you still can, Absolutely. Right. But this is going to be a little bit more teetered toward the actual assisting living facilities, because that's one of the questions we get all the time. So what's on the agenda? So what do senior living communities really care about? Uh, how to articulate the value prop of the product and what you're offering to the assisted living facilities? Uh, reconciling the footprint. So that's going to be a, a quick slide, but it, we're also going to talk a little bit about the other parts of getting to that footprint and getting to the prospecting piece, right? And then also connecting with the communities and, and how you go about doing that. So that's on the agenda. So what do senior living communities and a landlord have in common, right? So when you brought this to me, I thought it was pretty clever because I didn't really think about it. Like when you think of an assisted living, nursing home, independent living facilities, I think of it as like like a I guess an old folks home. I never really looked at it like well an independent living facility is basically an apartment for a senior. That's it. It's so simplistic. We think that there's all these hangups. You could have people in those independent livings that are 35 years old. They could need some help. They could be um, someone that um, is 85 years old and doesn't need any help. So we look at that senior high rise and it catches a whole lot of people. And so many of those high rises, when we look at them, especially those independent and senior high rises, they hold 200, 300 people. Which is, I mean, that's, when I, when I hear that, I, I just see dollar signs and maybe that's just the agent in me, but uh, so, when you're looking at the senior living, right? So you have the independent living, right? Senior high rise, 
those are going to be kind of your almost your independent uh, apartment style or maybe townhouse style houses, right? They're going to be a little bit more. Uh, they have a little bit more freedom to kind of do whatever they want. They're really just kind of almost utilizing that place as a landlord. You're exactly right. When we think of independent living or senior high rises, think about the housing boom that just happened. So many seniors sold their homes. They said, let's sell that home. Let's get the maximum value for it. And let's go ahead and move into a congregate site where there's people just like me, people that want to play Mahjong or bingo or men that want to play poker. They want to be around others their own age with others who also have the same likes and also some dislikes. Um, sometimes they have a meal, a um, couple of restaurants and they can grab a meal together or they can cook in those senior high rises as well. They're independent. There are folks that are still driving, little scary as I know when we think of people that are in their 70s and 80s that are still driving. But those senior high rises, it is like you and I when we were all starting out and we were in a garden style apartment. They're going there because they sold their house. They don't need 5,000 square feet anymore. They need just a small space because once again, it's a bedroom, it's a kitchen, it's a living room that they can watch a show and maybe have uh, a glass of wine with some friends. But they're out and about in that once again, senior living space that has some common areas. Yeah, great. And that's great. So the other part of this is the assisted living and the memory care. So that's going to be a little bit more of what you would traditionally think when you're thinking of a senior living home. Right. And I don't want to say it's it's depressing in any way. In some cases, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing, but it's more of a room. Right. And it, there's less freedom. And I think there's a lot more issues when it comes to ADLs, which is assisted daily living activities, as well as your IADLs, which are, you know, a little bit. They're not as, I guess, intense as the ADLs. Right. But um, I think Am I am I correct in saying that? You are painting the exact picture. So when we think of assisted living, typically you won't have a kitchen because they're cooking your meals for you. So you lose, once again, that independence, that luxury of cooking your own food. And in assisted living, you're going to have a lot of oversight. Now, that doesn't mean that they're giving you direct care. They may coordinate some of that care. But a lot of times they're taking away a lot of those, as you said, freedoms. Um, a lot of times in the assisted living and especially in memory care, it's the adult children that have really found that location. And that's where mom, dad, brother, sister might be. Um, because once again, they need that oversight. It is um, memory cares and assisted livings are regulated by the states versus an independent living or a senior high rise. Once again, it's that landlord relationship. So those nuances around assisted living and memory care, it's really about that oversight. But you do lose a lot of freedoms. You may have an independent or a senior high rise that are 500, 750 uh, square feet. But typically, an assisted living room or a memory care room is going to be like a hotel room, small, compact. You may have your own bathroom. You may have a room on the other side that you share that bathroom with. So once again, smaller, more confined. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the thing that we really always like to drive home is the fact that you don't have to, although right now, currently, the name of the plan is the assisted living plan. Um, you do not have to be in an assisted living memory care. You, you you can sell this plan to someone's at home. Now, every state is a little different. Now, we are working on the document that we will have available shortly that will actually go through every state and explain exactly because this is a state-based LOC, which is level of care. So it's important to know that every state is a little different. You're going to have states that are annoying, like no offense, New York that has to make things complicated and they have a point system. Uh, but then you have states like Florida, which is probably one of the easier ones. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Cause you have a lot of snowbirds, you have a lot of people that retire in Florida. So it's a little bit different getting people approved down there, but really everywhere, but the nursing home, it's a totally different plan. It's a different plan number and it's not an IE SNP. It's an ISNP. 
correct. So this plan can be sold at everywhere on this list except the nursing home. And then the evolution where we um, started our relationship back in April with Pinnacle discussing how might we bring this forward. And then there's that name change that's coming up in 2024 that we're all so excited for. And so the plan will go from the United Assisted Living Plan to the United Health Care Advantage, uh, Care Advantage Plan. So once again, United Healthcare Care Advantage Plan. Excited for 2024 for our AEP. So we'll have a new name. Sounds much better, if you ask me. Just much better. <laughs> so what do senior living communities really care about, Jill? So the senior living communities, they want people to live there. It's as easy as pie. Just like all of us want a lot of enrollments and a lot of clients, they want them too. So for them, it's about a full house. How do they fill that house? So we talked just a minute ago about a senior high rise or an independent living. They might have 150 upwards of to 500 uh, units is what they call them in those communities. And then you have those assisted livings. They range from 60 beds to typically about 150. And so they want those structures to be full. And that's revenue for them. Just like when we have a full client list, it's a little crazy, but it's good when you have a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, an apartment building, exactly. right? They, they need people what, you know, and, and they're, if your lease is up and you're not renewing, they're already going on to the next person. So it makes a lot of sense that they want to make sure all their rooms have people in them. Because that's, that's, that's the only way they're going to get paid. Same thing with us, though, right? I mean, it's the only way we're going to get paid is if, if we have people in the books. Exactly. So they call that census. So when we think of those assisted living communities, they want a full census. Let's talk about what the cost is, because I think that's so important for us all to understand a senior high rise or an independent living there could be some income subsidies. And once again, that's state by state. Um, typically, uh, it might be anywhere from $2,500 to $3,500 a month for their rent. Uh, that could include some food. It has lots of activities, once again, on site. But when we think of assisted living, typically national averages are anywhere from $4,000 to $5,000 a month. And then memory care, once again, $5,000 to $6,000 a month, because once again, you're having to pay for that oversight. So having people in those rooms, that's exactly what they want. And that's a lot. It's a lot of money. Um, when you think of what does it cost to have your mom or dad um, and you're, you're, they're safe, you want, you know, in your mind, they're in a structure, um, in a building, in a community that you feel might be safe. And once again, you've had a lot of these seniors that are 70, well, 65, seven, typically people move in there around 70 years old. That's the average age in an independent or a senior high rise. Um, they've sold their house and they may have lived in that house for years and years. So that equity goes forward into paying this. But typically when you're thinking about assisted living and memory care, um, you are considering, think about that, you know, $5,000 a month, um, that's 60,000 a year, that's a lot. And so it is for the wealthy. Yeah. Um, these are a lot of folks that have um, a lot of resources and or their children are paying for it. Must be nice. And that's <laughs> nice. So then we also think about, think about those high rises. We drive past them every single day. Every day when I drive from my house to the supermarket, I drive past three different facilities. One of them is an independent living facility. It's got 250 beds. And then one's an assisted living. It has about 125 beds. And then one is an assisted living with memory care and they have about 150 beds. And so you once again want people living there. 
but also you need employees to take care of them. Once again, at that independent site, they're just there kind of as a concierge, housekeeping, uh, lots of people making sure they're happy. Um, but that takes a lot because we know it's competitive wages out there. So people live, uh, people that work in those buildings, they could go anywhere. They could work at a fast food, that supermarket that I just brought up. Um, so it takes someone who loves working with that demographic. So employee retention is huge. One of the biggest problems with employee, uh, with employee retention at an assisted living or an independent living is actually our age group. You know, the fact of the matter is we've got a life and then we help mom and dad move into that independent or assisted living. And then maybe mom or dad isn't answering their phone. They've left it in their room as they go off and go do something with their new friends. And we wanna know, how's mom and dad doing? Are they eating? We have a million questions because we helped coordinate for them to live there. So we've got guilt. And so we want to know how mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, uncle, how they're doing. And guess what? That burns out the assisted living and independent living employees because we're calling every one of us asking about our parents. Um, so this, this plan, it helps alleviate some of that staff burden because we have a care component attached to it. Those nurses, those care navigators, they're able to call those family members and say, hey, saw your mom today. She's doing great. Let me tell you what she's doing. Or let's say that I live in another state because we all don't live in the same state as our parents. And so I can call my mom or dad's care navigator and I can say, hey, I haven't been able to get a hold of my mom and dad. Have you guys seen them? Have you talked to them? And once again, those care navigators can also tell you the last time they spoke to your mom or dad, how they're doing, or if that clinical care team is going in to visit them. It gives us that peace of mind as an adult, but more importantly, it alleviates some of that staff burden. And that burnout on that team is very, um, that turnover is high. So the more we can take over from that burden, so important. And then attracting and retaining residents. Once again, we talked about the number one concern is keeping those buildings full. And how do they do that? Best way they can do that is actually word of mouth. It doesn't cost them anything. People raving about that, once again, congregate site of service and saying, oh my gosh, you need to live here. You know, they've got a men's group because I'm sure you would love to live in one of these places where they're cooking you a great meal. Maybe you got a men's club. Maybe they've got a pool table. Maybe they got poker, you know, a couple of nights. Smoke some cigars. Exactly. I'm down. <laughs> they, are, they do that. And I would want the water aerobics. Um, so it is about attracting and retaining those residents. And so the more people that come in there, the full house they are the better it is for all of us. Seeing a running theme about making sure these places are full, so. <laughs> and happy. Happy members, always a good thing. So let's talk, I guess, a little bit about um, the key staff members, decision makers, tips. This is something that we get a lot of. Um, hit us with with some of these things because I know this slide alone was something I was very intrigued about because I know you don't really know what to call the people that you need to talk to. So it's hard to call those people if you don't even know what position they are, right? Absolutely. I will tell you, I worked many moons ago, about 15 years ago, um, for a large uh, assisted living. I uh, had about 17 communities that I managed, and I had assisted living, memory care, and independent living. And I learned so much in my first 90 days. And the main piece of that was assisted living and memory care. The decision maker, and I call them the CEO of the house, is that executive director. And they're looking at all portions of how that house is running. And so that executive director, once again, CEO, they're worrying about their residents. They're worrying about their staff. They're thinking about if a state regulator is walking in, who's calling out sick. They are juggling a multitude of balls.
And so then they also have that health and wellness director or coordinator. And that's the person that's really coordinating a lot of the care. They may have some uh, nurses that are on their staff, usually an LPN. They probably will also have some CNAs. And then that activities director, those are the ones that really do a great job of having the fun part of the house. So it could be that they do art. It could be that they're going out on some trips. Uh, but those activities directors, they will have five or six things going on every single day. It's amazing what they're able to do. And then there's the sales directors. They're a great resource for all of us. Number one, they're thinking about how to keep that house full, but also they're talking to people that when that unit opens up, they're gonna put somebody else in there. And so any one of these team members within an assisted living or memory care, it's great for us to have a conversation with them. We can talk to them about how we can help them um, and we'll get to that in a minute. And then once again, we think about independent living to senior high rises, senior living apartments. Um, once again, those really large structures that we drive past every single day in our communities. And you can talk to a community manager or it might be a property manager. And once again, these are more tenant to landlord, but they still care about their people. They still know every single one of them by name. Um, and talking with them, or even the, I, you know, the person at the front desk, a lot of them are called a concierge. They've stolen that from the hospitality, those <laughs> hotels. Even talking with them, because once again, they can tell us uh, who's coming in there for community partners. And at the end of the day, that's our goal here, is that with any one of these congregate sites, assisted living, memory care, independent living, or senior high rises, we want you as our agents to be able to become their partner in the community. So a great thing that um, many of these locations do is you can Google, you know, right in your geography, and Rob, you've got actually a special treat later on that you can show folks a little bit about is you can go on and uh, Google, you know, independent living wherever you live. And then you can click on their websites, see if they have a newsletter. If they have a newsletter, you find out everyone's name. Uh, you'll, because they'll have message from the executive director or property manager. Those uh, newsletters are chock full of information of what's going on and how we as agents can be resources within that community. That's really cool. Honestly, I would have never really thought that you could get that much from the newsletter until you, you start talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Because a lot of times the executive director or the sales director or whoever puts it together, they're, they need to kind of keep themselves entrenched in the community, right? And that's a great way for them to do that. Whether they, they actually read the newsletters at their own facilities, you never really know, right? Yeah, but for those, once again, those of us that have helped mom, dad, brother, sister move into those uh, facilities, we want to read what's going on. What yeah. are we paying for? <laughs> yeah. Why am I giving you five grand a month, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we put together some common questions or objections. So I feel in, in this slide, I'm going to hit you with the question. And you hit me with the answer. I feel like that's we'll, we'll we'll have a nice little combo here. So first one is is all right. Well, we already have a, a PCP slash NP that comes in. What is the difference? How often would your clinician be here? I love this question. Uh, so many times we'll have a nurse practitioner that comes in, maybe a physician as that primary care, and they're seeing multiple people because once again, some folks drive and some folks don't. And so it's about convenience for that community to have clinical staff that come in. And with this plan, you need to have a primary care provider. We don't become the primary care provider. We get to collaborate with the primary care provider. So when someone says, I've got a primary care nurse practitioner coming in, my first response is fantastic. We wanna partner with them because we add more. We're not taking away. We actually add to 
the nurse practitioner or primary care provider. So for me, that's a huge selling bonus because once again, I don't have to worry if somebody says, oh great, I don't have to worry about a primary care provider. You guys will take care of everything. We want them to retain their primary care. So many folks um, have had primary care providers for 40 years and others have just moved to their senior living. So having someone on staff and doing rounds, we're excited about that. When we think about how frequently our clinical teams will be there, it really depends on the members. So let's say that we have um, a, we have somebody and they're, I call them a stable Mabel. They're doing really well, especially during the summer months. We see that so many of our members do really well in the summer. They're getting outside, they're breathing fresh air, they're more active, no arthritis because it's hot out. It's 97 degrees today here. Yeah. So they don't hurt as much. They're healthier in the summertime. But when the fall comes and the pollen hits, a lot of them will get a respiratory infection. Or they'll have, um, they may have asthma or COPD and it'll flare up. When things are going, when the acuity or sickness happens, they'll see us more. So typically if we've got the stable Mabels, they may see us every quarter. If we've got people that aren't feeling well, we may see them every month to every other month. The, the care navigator really does a great job of making sure, once again, of reaching out to that member, reaching out to that community, and reaching out to that family and seeing how is Miss Smith doing. Also, they have the phone number to that care navigator and they can say, hey, mom's not doing well. We'll go ahead and we'll schedule that appointment. So it really depends on how people are feeling. It makes sense, right? When, you know, if you're going to see your doctor, I mean, I'm young, but I see my doctor every couple months, maybe once a year, you know? So, but if I'm sick, you, you know, he's definitely going to see me more. Absolutely. You know, but you just brought up a really great point. When I'm sick, um, I will tell you the most frequent use of our plan is not only just with our wonderful care navigators that do a multitude of different things, but also our 24-7 nurse practitioner care line. We're coming up on a holiday, a couple weeks away, and we will see a spike in people getting sick. And guess what? We tell everybody, if it's Christmas, if it's Thanksgiving, we don't care. Call that nurse care line. You have a nurse practitioner that will answer the call. So if somebody has a um, respiratory infection, uh, a sinus infection, a urinary tract infection, guess what? They're able to go ahead and call those prescriptions right in same day. That's awesome. That is great. What's uh, This is another one I think I get questions on a lot, and that's I need to get approval from corporate. Yeah, so many of these um, large entities will be part of a, a major group. So I'll take a group, Sunrise Senior Living. Sunrise is a large national brand. And so before they do anything at a local level, they have to get corporate approval. So what we typically do is we will go ahead and we'll give them that information. So you as an agent can go in there. Once again, you're a community resource. You're a community partner. We are not selling to the corporate brand. We're really selling to the end user, the patients, the residents. So we let them know we're happy to engage. And you have material that you'll be able to give that executive director, that property manager, but also let them know that please feel free. But I am here to help as a community partner. I'm not here to sell every single person in this community. The beautiful thing about this is, as an agent, you carry multiple lines of business. And this is a great plan, but it's not a one size fits all. You have multiple carriers that you've got those plans. You may have another plan that works better for them. And because you are that community partner and you work for that member, for that client, for that family, you're able to listen to them and find out the best plan possible. And that's awesome. That's great. What about we can't endorse one plan over another? 
you I didn't even read number three and I and I kind of talked about it just right before we don't want any agent to just endorse one plan that's the beauty of this is that um, we're part of United Healthcare we have a multitude of different plans but you as Pinnacle you have lots of plans we want you as the agent to do what you always do and that is match the right plan for your client do what what's do. best for your client and i feel like that should be the answer to everything, everything we do. um and i think you guys do a really good job at saying hey look we understand we want you to put your clients in, in the best option available if that's us we appreciate it uh and we'll do our best for our clients and if it's not we get it you know and because it's not a one-size-fit-all nope. you know um what about how much effort will this take from my staff that's such a great question because more than anything um i we get to say to them it'll actually alleviate for your staff so once again i brought up a urinary tract infection always such a great topic what it does a urinary tract infection it especially with our elders it changes their mental state they get argumentative um, sometimes some behaviors come up and so getting a urinary tract infection treated immediately and you've got to get meds for that um, you will help your staff because once again we're giving you resources you're able to immediately call that 24-hour hotline it could be at three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden miss jones is not sleeping and she is going to the bathroom 42 times and she is angry and that staff that's hard on them they know that's not mrs jones but guess what they now have a resource doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the morning. Our nurse care line, 24 seven, doesn't matter what day of the year. It's a beautiful thing. It is such so an great. awesome piece. Wish I had that I with, with my current insurance. <laughs> uh, so next question here, what is the financial incentive to this? You know, we have had so many agents who have asked that question and they wanna know, do we pay that independent living, assisted living, do we pay them money? And the answer is we can't. We can't pay them money. Uh, that would be somewhat of an inducement and we can't do that. But what we can do and what we have been able to prove is we increase the length of stay. So having someone live there longer is so important. Goes back to that number one slide, the census piece. The longer somebody lives in a independent uh, or a assisted living or a memory care, the more money that facility makes off of them because they're not having to replace the carpet, paint the walls, market that room. Yeah. It's that stable revenue that's coming in. They know that member. They don't have to change their current business model because they've gotten to know them. So there is no financial incentive to the community. But what we do do is that we increase their length of stay uh, and it's by between seven and eight months and we've got data around that. We also are able to um, reduce readmissions. So many assisted livings or independent livings, if they have people that go out to the hospital, readmissions are, are a challenge. We're at about 11% where national average is at 22% because they come back and we're right there to greet them and make sure that they have a great care plan. And so the incentives are towards the members. It's, a tour, it's towards them aging in place, um, but not for the facility. The facility makes that rent and that's we honor that contract between, once again, that landlord and that tenant. And then we just add to it by that length of stay. And I feel like this is all one big circle because, right, you're sure you're helping the client, which in turn alleviates the pressures on the people that work in these facilities, which helps them not quit their job, which helps with the turnover. And it's just like this this beautiful circle of life that you know, yes. if they're, if you're if they're doing what they're supposed to, it's just going to help everybody. It does. Uh, what about? We have had issues with MA plans in the past. We won't name names, 
limited services and quick to return to the community? That is such a great question. So we all know that um, when we have a client and they go to the hospital, typically Medicare Advantage plans, uh, Medicare Advantage groups, we have algorithms and we say when somebody should be released from a hospital or be released from a skilled nursing center. This isn't because we're being horrible and awful people. It's because the data, millions and millions of pieces of data have told us that there's success in them being released from whatever site of service, hospital, skilled nursing center. The beautiful part about this is the main portion of this plan is that care coordination, that care navigator. They're able to, when that person comes back to that facility, independent, high-rise, assisted memory care, they're coordinating all those pieces. Did they get their prescriptions? Did they, if they are trying to get um, home health services, they're going to look to make sure they got home health services and the start of care happens immediately. They're making sure if they need DME equipment, it's there as well. They're connecting all the dots of healthcare. But then here's the best part about this plan. When they come back to that facility or even to their home, they're gonna have a nurse come within a few days of that discharge. So if they're not doing well and they don't have a good safe discharge and they're at home and they're floundering, guess what? We'll go ahead and we'll, combat, we'll call back maybe that skilled nursing center and say, they're not doing well. We can readmit them without them having to go to that hospital. When in doubt, we always look for what is the most appropriate setting for that member. This is what this plan is all about. We're trying to make sure that people can age in place safely and have a lot of good outcomes. That's why our readmission rates are so low. It's because once again, we really tailor this plan to make sure that we're able to cushion every challenge. Um, so MA, I totally get it. But at the end of the day, this plan has that special clinical portion to it that helps really alleviate so many of those stressors. And I feel like it has a lot more to do with preventative care than reactive care, which is so long, uh, you know, for the past, yeah, I guess, a lot, however long healthcare has been around, it's been reactive. It has been. And we're moving a lot more towards the like proactive mm -hmm. approach. And I think that that does help in terms of keeping people healthier longer. It does. Uh, because instead of reacting to cancer, you're trying to be proactive and prevent it. Exactly. And not only that, you bring up a really great point. How many times as agents do you get a phone call about their, hey, I just got kicked out of a skilled nursing center or hey, um, I'm having to go to the hospital or, or this is going on or that's going on. The other thing that I think we'll see, and you and I can talk about this in a year, is how many phone calls did we decrease to the agents because something went wrong? And because, once again, we're doing more preventative. Which is definitely going to save you time <laughs> as an agent, you know. Absolutely. Uh, what about our preferred providers are not in network? We've heard this. So if somebody is not in network, what we'll do at United Healthcare, and once again, this is a PPO. Um, in 90, about 97% of all of our plans are a PPO. There's a couple HMOs, but also in the same states, uh, they do have a PPO attached as well, but they can use that out of network. Or once again, we can apply for those providers to become in-network. We've had a lot of success. Now, it takes about 90 days. Not going to tell you it it's overnight. It takes 90 days. But once again, because this plan has such a low maximum out-of-pocket, um, it actually is not a big deal for them to once again go out of network. They have that coinsurance, and that would go to that deductible. Because once again, that deductible, even if it's, let's say it's a 1600 MOOP, uh, the out of network, it's probably 5100. Um, if they have a SUP plan, that's going to actually, the total amount is still going to be a whole lot lower than what they pay for that SUP plan throughout the entire year. Yeah, especially when you're pushing 75, 80, 85. Absolutely. And then last year, what about therapy rates being too low? 
we've heard this in some states where our therapy rates as an organization are too low. Um, one of the things that we've done mm -hmm. to combat that is, uh, I'm sure many of you have heard, is that Optum has purchased some home health companies, LHC being one of them. I think that you will see that change because once again, we are now not only um, partnering deeply with therapy, we now own a therapy company. Um, and then once again, if those therapy rates are too low, um, let's say that a assisted living owns their own therapy group, we can have that conversation. We can see if there's some, we can look at those rates. We've done that in the past. Maybe they are too low. Um, and they, they need to be adjusted. We're always looking for what is best for the member uh, and we'll always do whatever we can for that member. Love it, love it. So I guess, I guess can, do you wanna ask me this one? I am gonna ask you this one. So how do you explain our plan today? So here's the thing. Um, I think for us as an organization and you as an agent, um, it's really easy to explain this. And I, I think if you're going to look at it from a clinical perspective, don't make this bigger than it seems to be, right? This is an excellent special needs plan. Um, it has a, I think, great niche in that this plan is really, really good for those people if you are one step below being able to get Medicaid. Maybe you're an SLMB, right? You're, you're right there, you're, you're almost a QMB, but you're not quite. Maybe you're, you can't even qualify to be an SLMB and you just have your, your LIS, your extra help, right? This is the plan for them. And now that's not saying if, if you have a dual plan uh, or someone that is on Medicaid that this plan wouldn't fit. And same thing goes for someone that has no issues at all with their income. Um, this can still fit very well. I think this plan is, I don't want to say it's, uh, it's ambidextrous, uh, but it's, it's almost like a multi, um, multi-pronged approach when it comes to being able to sell this. You don't have to just sell it to people in an assisted living facility. You don't have to just sell it to somebody that's in a high rise. And, and did I mention it's a five star? We now, said that. not necessarily everywhere, right? I think it's 28 of the 30 states. Yes. It's a five-star. It's not a five-star in Wisconsin and North Carolina. But in 2024, North Carolina will be back to five-star. Oh, well, there you go. So it's just one, one state in 2024. State. So you can sell this year-round. You can sell it to people in facilities and outside of facilities. You can sell it to people who are dual or who are not dual. So the dual purpose of this plan I think just makes it a year around selling opportunity. Not to mention the fact that you have both myself, who's the trainer here, you have Jill and her entire team over at Optum that can help you. I mean, I, I told you this earlier today, I've never gotten answers so fast from a carrier and I don't have a lot of relations where I can send an email or call you on your cell phone and know that you're going to pick up and I'm not going to get sent directly to voicemail, but I can get answers and you give the answers. That is a great relationship. And I think as we continue to grow this, um, this plan, there's, there's no reason to not sell it. You have to almost look for reasons to not sell it. And to me, with all of the things that we have, along with the clinical component, it, this is a no brainer. You actually bring up something that I didn't talk about, and I'm so glad you just said that. So let's say that I go in there and I have that property manager or I talk to that executive director and I say, hi, Rob, my name's Jill, and do you have a community partner that helps you with your Medicare needs? Yes, we have somebody. Guess what? They probably don't have this plan. So you can ask that question as that agent saying, but do they have the United Healthcare Care Advantage or assisted living plan? And they're going to look at you and go, well, what's that? It's an exclusive plan that I get to carry. Let me tell you about it. Because once again, this plan is such a niche plan for only Pinnacle. So once again, you get to set yourself apart 
with those community partnerships because you have something that 90% of the universe doesn't have because you're pinnacle. I love it. I just keep saying exclusive in my head over and over again. It's probably one of my favorite words, to be honest. And five star. <laughs> and five star, five star, five star. All right, so um, let's talk a little quickly a little bit about the value prop. This, this is a great slide. It's simplified. What do you feel in looking at this slide? What is that value prop that we can talk to the agents about? So when we think about our plan, our plan has that clinical model. It has that coordination piece that brings healthcare together. I talk a lot about connecting dots. Um, and I think that we have to do that. I think that we have to connect the dots between your clients and their healthcare needs. And that's what this plan does. We also, once again, we live longer. I call it aging in place. And so when, you know, everybody always wants to have something, boil it down to the ocean, give me a sound bite. We wanted all of you to have that sound bite so that if you wanted to seal it, make it your own. And then we also added on here, this was one of the quotes that we got from um, one of our clients at Optum. And so it talks about how Optum Care Model is a differentiator. So once again, helping that executive director or that property manager know that once again, this sets them apart as well. All of us are competing in our societies. We're either competing for a really good parking spot or we're competing for new business. And this is a differentiator. As an agent, this is a differentiator for you as well. And especially because you're not going to see this in many places because it hasn't been sold uh, on this level. This has never gone out to the general public. Um, this has not gone out. And we chose to come to Pinnacle because of how compliant the organization is. You also have a history with Optum. And we wanted to have a partner that we could go forward with and collaborate deeply. Um, and that's why, once again, when we have those questions or people need something, we want to be at the ready. Uh, our team is ready, willing, and able for us to walk down this path together to help all of our agents. I could not agree anymore. So how do you uncover your market's opportunity, Jill? So this is a fantastic slide. Let's go to the next one. So when we think about the entire universe of how many people could qualify for this plan, especially if we look at a congregate living site. I talked about driving down the street. I, I have three facilities that are with, within driving from my house to the grocery store. I, I tell everybody, open your eyes, look and see of all the new buildings out there, all the existing buildings, um, and you will see places for you to go that you've never gone before. Many of us have sold at providers. We've gone to community centers. We've um, gone to Walmart. We've gone all over the place to sell our plans. But this is another site for us to go to. So you can easily, once again, look at the counties that we serve. Um, this plan is not statewide it's county by county and that's because of that clinical model and so you can look at that zip code um zip codes are a little different because some zip codes can straddle two counties um so once again finding out what county someone's in and rob you've got a really fancy tool for us to kind of dive into that but really it is um there is a vast ocean for agents to go fish in because this is untapped territory for many agents. Most agents have never gone to independent livings, HUD housing, senior high rises, assisted livings, because they haven't had something to sell. Now you do. I can tell you ever since we started talking and working with you guys, I noticed these everywhere now and i never noticed them before it's almost like 
like they just started coming out of the woodwork. But I think it's just your brain. You're finally saying because the opportunity was never there before, right? right? Well, now it is. So now when I see these places, I'm like cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, I'm driving and I just I kind of hear the cha-ching as I'm driving down. That's you know, exactly it. um, so. The prospecting aspect, right? And look, I, it, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to realize like this is what you need to do, right? You have the traditional stuff, and I I, I want to show you guys something with artificial intelligence that, uh, look, I know AI, artificial intelligence, it might sound something crazy. Everyone thinks, oh, futuristic, I can't do it. It is super easy. I, I was showing Jill earlier today just how easy it was. And it does some really cool things. So we'll talk real quickly about the slide and I'll do a quick demo for you about uh, how you can kind of utilize AI to also prospect. But traditional things, right? Google, you mentioned that earlier. Googling, hey, what are senior living facilities in this zip code, right? That's it. It'll give you some different things. Google's a little rough because it tends to, it'll throw the, the marketed stuff at you and ads and things like that. So yeah, you're going to have to do a little of your own canvassing. How close is it to your house? Uh, is it accessible? You know, and all the different things that facility does. Uh, you have other things like LinkedIn, which I think is, is very highly underutilized. Um, now, LinkedIn is really good to connect with other people that do the same thing, right? So you might connect with other insurance agents. Maybe you get some best practices. But when we're talking about those assisted living centers, they're on there too. Executive directors, right? And 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 along with the turnover rate, I'd imagine they might be an executive director of one facility one week, and then two weeks later or a month later, they're an executive director somewhere else. So you, you know, you could have very easy ends. If you start to build these relationships and LinkedIn, I think is a really great place to do that. Um, networking events, uh, local associations, a lot of those different things, like just making sure uh, like we're uh, members of NABIP um, and that stand, they, they changed it from NAHU, but it's the National Association of Insurance Business Professionals. Uh, they're a great organization. Um, they have a lot of different networking events, and I think it's a, a really great opportunity. Uh, we always tell people, hey, if you're not a member of NABIP, go out there, be a member. You never know what you're going to run into when you go to these things. I mean, some of the AI stuff I learned was because I was at a NABIP, right? I wasn't expecting it. Uh, Providers, so your home health cares, your PCPs, uh, they're great resources when it comes to this stuff. Who do they recommend their clients to go to? Uh, guardians, uh, this was one that you mentioned I thought was interesting, is elder law attorneys. So elder law attorneys, they help to create those wills, those trusts. They also are able to point you in directions of who to go out and work with. We talked about how the cost of many of these facilities, elder law attorneys are also looking to protect those assets. Um, you get into some elder law attorneys, the world is open to a multitude of different people and they need resources. A lot of elder law attorneys will have a social worker that work right there at their practice and that's who you wanna connect with. You go onto an elder law attorney's website, find out who the social worker is, and right there is a whole new book of business for you. Wow, that's that's awesome. That's great. Uh, so caregiver support groups, I mean, th those are everywhere. You have, a, um, I know my mom, uh, my, her mom passed away mm -hmm. two years ago. She was in a nursing home and she joined some of those groups. They're a great resource. You deal with other people that are in the same boat as you yep. and you know it's a great networking opportunity and you never really know who those people are or where their parents are and different things like that it could get you into a whole nother facility um so you know you could call around to the community to confirm the executive director um you know we kind of went into some of this stuff you can uh put together an introductory email i i, I do say that you can replicate the emails but for me, as it, when I was in sales, I would always say, you wanna try to customize them a little bit, right? Don't, don't blind copy 100 executive directors, right? Because I, as a person, if I'm looking at my personal account, 
I'm just going to ignore that. But if I have a more personalized message, I'm always – so when you're looking at those newsletters and things like that, maybe put a little something about their facility that caught your eye. Or maybe if, if the person has their own little article in there, read the article and put something about the article in there. Make it a little personalized. Don't blind copy a hundred of them, okay? It's not it's not gonna help you. I, I've never seen too many people like, oh, look at this generic message I got from a sales guy. Let me respond to it. And maybe that's just the sales guy. Uh, and then also, of course, you could always drop in to the community itself, right? You, you know, uh, we actually have um, Alec. Alec. Alec Duffy is here to support agents. If you need materials, he'll customize for you, have them sent out. Uh, Alec is ready, willing, and able um, to send you off any of those materials. And once again, you can get that information right off the Pinnacle website. We're uploading some new resources today. Uh, and one of those pieces is a new Optum uh, contact list. Alec's name is on there. Uh, and he can once again order materials for you. Um, that once again, you're able to go ahead and have a leaf behind. You want something so that it catches their eye and they call you back. Yeah, and, and now we will have other CMS approved materials before AEP. We sure will. Um, so you will be able to do that on your own. But in the meantime, Alec is a great resource and we definitely recommend reaching out to him if you want some approved materials that you can use and leave behind. And even, I mean, for me, I think a handwritten note is great too. You know, I like LinkedIn more than I like a handwritten note. I think LinkedIn is such a great resource. Um, I'd love to see more people using that. I, I agree. And and I'll tell you what I do. And uh, it could be something that you could certainly use uh, for a little bit of everything. So to meet other insurance agents, I type Medicare in the people search. Yep. And I just had a bunch of people. And I tell you, because I also like to connect to like-minded individuals. And a lot of times they'll post something that's really interesting to me and I can read it. And that's why I really like LinkedIn. So if you're looking to connect to these assisted living facilities, type in executive director and just add a bunch of executive directors. And then if network. they, into your network and the more of them that you get, the other executive directors will see that maybe you're connected to people they're connected with. And then that's when it snowballs and you're able to really kind of build a little network that way. Really easy way to get leads and, and kind of network and get that business as Absolutely. well. So let's look, that's the end of this, the presentation, but uh, we wanted to demo uh, really quickly. This is the Pinnacle website. Jill loves this site. She talks about it every day in all of her trainings. Uh, this is an exclusive site just for Pinnacle agents. This has everything you're physically going to need. And, and we tried to boil it down to three areas. Why sell, become ready to sell, and how to sell. Um, now, why sell is going to change a bit because now we have 30 states instead of four. So uh, that's going to be changing a little bit. We'll have it by state. You'll be able to pull materials from there. It'll make it nice and easy. Uh, the ready to sell is actually a walkthrough of how to get certified from literally not certified for the product to certified. Uh, and then how to sell is the entire selling process. You know, we walk you through what it's like to use WellSky, which is the vendor that Optum and this plan uses to uh, part as, as it's part of the LOC, the level of care process, Correct. Uh, which if you don't know what that is, we do trainings all the time. Uh, and there's also a training on this site that can kind of talk a little bit about what that level of care looks like um, when you're actually selling the plan. Uh, but we go into a bunch of other things when it comes to how to actually sell. Uh, we also have a lot of other pieces on here, uh, business reply cards. We're going to be updating the LOC process to add in all the other all states. The other states. Uh, and that is going to be uh, kind of your go-to guide if you're in a specific state and you want to know, okay, well, what's the process of getting my client approved for that level of care? And then this is probably my favorite piece, and this is what an ADL, IADL is. I recommend everyone, once you're certified with this product, you print this out or you have this in a file for your clients. And as you're talking, you can easily type in, make notes, or check things off as you're going through. because this, I think, simplifies something that's pretty complex. 
it's so easy. Dressing is my favorite topic, you know, from folks that struggle to put on their shoes, tying shoes, and they've had to use, change to slip on shoes. Guess what? That's a qualifier. Um, women who can't put on a bra anymore and have to, can't hook their bra at the back and they had to change to a pull-on bra. That's a qualifier. It's struggling to get their clothes on. And that means all of your clothes. If you've got neuropathy or arthritis and you can't do buttons, that's because you struggle to put on your clothes because of those two pieces. Once again, arthritis or neuropathy, that qualifies you. So um, New Jersey has been a great state for us. Florida, another one. I think so many of the states, when we look at that level of care, they want you to have two level of care. Dressing is so easy. And then once again, when we think about transferring or locomotion, they use a walker, a cane, a wheelie, even a wheelchair. You know, being able to discuss that you've got these adaptive materials. So um, yeah, and this is something. Site. Yeah, this is something you could print. You can have available. Save it to your computer. It's it's a great great resource. So this is the Pinnacle site. You get access to this just for being a uh, contracted Pinnacle agent. It'll really help you get the basics down and really start the process. Now, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence. This is where we'll end today. I'm a computer nerd. It's something I love to talk about. Uh, artificial intelligence is something you're going to hear more and more and more. And one of the common questions or themes that I always hear is, well, how is that going to affect our industry, right? And I think it can have a, a big impact on our industry because our industry is very tech-based, but it's it's. I feel like it's a lot more behind the scenes. You know, a lot of the analytics they do, a lot of the other things that they do, especially with underwriting. Underwriting is really, I think, going to be affected a lot by artificial intelligence as we go. But let's talk a little bit about how you can use ChatGPT, which is probably one of the most well-known artificial intelligent pieces, how you can use this to actually find assisted living facilities in your area. We were playing with this earlier, and it's really cool. So uh, what I would need you to do is add a plugin. So this is the plugin you would need to add. It's really easy. You could search for it by going down to the plugin store and just typing in Mixerbox. So what this does is this is going to allow you to search and map out assisted living facilities or independent living facilities in your area. So if we want to test this out, uh, let's see. If I could type today, Jill. <laughs> so one sentence, that's all I needed to type in. I need to, didn't need to do anything else, right? Now what this is gonna do is the AI is gonna take this, it's gonna utilize the plugin that we have working on it now, and it's gonna list five different independent living facilities. It's gonna give you their phone number. It's gonna give you the rating of the facility. It's gonna give you their exact address and their exact website. So keep in mind, this is the paid version of ChatGPT. It's not the free one. It's 20 bucks a month. I know, I know that can be a lot of money for some people, uh, but you can use this for a million other things, not just what we're doing. You can use it for content, for blogs, for your website, for a million other things. But I think what this does is it really helps you narrow down some different facilities. This just is, a, is Bucks County. It's our area. We figured we'd check our local area. So this is the exact location on Google Maps. So you can just click on this. And if you want to go right there from your house, click directions and go to town. Uh, it's also going to list the website. So when you click here, it's going to take you directly to the website. And you could go about doing your initial research to figure out who is the executive director, who's the sales director, who do I need to talk to to get into this place? And I mean, you can see this here, they have just about everything on here, it's contact us, right? So I think it's really impactful, and you know, I don't, I'm not gonna go too much more into this because I don't wanna make it confusing for people, but having a resource like this just makes it that much easier to go out there and prospect. 
And there's some other aspects to this that we could certainly get into, but I think we'll, we'll stop now because we're, we're probably a little over an hour. We don't want to put people to sleep, but I think all the information that we put in today, what I want everyone to leave with today is that one, this is an exclusive partnership. Okay, you have to be contracted with Pinnacle Financial Services. You can't just go to your your other FMO and say, "Hey, I'm going to sell this product with you," because you can't. Okay, uh, you could also tell your broker to come talk to us. We we would love to talk to them, but at the end of the day, it's an exclusive partnership between us and Optum slash United Healthcare. I think uh, Jill and her team do an amazing, amazing job. We're really thankful to have you as a resource and agents. Are thankful to have you as I I have probably four or five people every day that say you're amazing and they're so thankful that you're here and, and can help people well what we're trying to do is trying to change the look of healthcare, and we have to do it one member at a time and we can't do it without our agents and we appreciate that so uh, we're gonna we're gonna end the webinar now we'll stop there um, if you're brand new and this is something you're interested in um, maybe you're already doing some prospecting and doing different things like that for other things that you sell. You can reach out to us. Um, you could go on pfsinsurance.com or you can call us at 1-800-772-6881. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, my extension is 7701. You could certainly give me a call. I'd be happy to help. And, uh, you know, it was a pleasure talking to everybody today. And uh, we'll have this up on the website, so you could certainly check it out. And uh, hopefully this will help everybody um, with their prospecting duties and, and getting out there and, and selling the crap out of this plan. And, and Jill, thank you so much for hanging out today. It's been a great day. Once again, we're here to help. And this is Pinnacle Exclusive Five Star Plan, except for Wisconsin, but we'll get them back there. We'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. You have a great day, everybody. And thank you very much.